Welcome to the Hypertech Podcast, where we weigh in on the latest in nerd and pop culture hype. We, 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 we are the We're the excited conversation we all have with our friends about the nerdy things we love and geek about. We, we are, are the Hypertech. I am the hype! Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hypertech. Pew, 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 pew. And as always, I'm here with Doug, Howdy. Isaac, Duh. Rudy, Yo. and this is your boy Jermaine on the ones and twos. Today we are talking about spoof movies, the imitation, the humorous, the exaggeration of a particular genre of film. But as always, before we get into that, how did you guys nerd out this past weekend? Uh, I, I mean, God, you know me, I've played like three different games and stuff like that, but um, I've been listening to an audiobook set in the Warhammer 40,000 universe um, called The Infinite and the Divine. And uh, someone suggested it to me. I think this uh, artist or this painter I like. And it's about the Necron, which is one of the 12 major factions you can play in the game. And each of them just have so much history and so much story and so much fluff. And this book has not only is about the Necron, but it brings up some of the mm-hmm. other ones in the story and gives you little insights to them. And it, it's just like I was listening to while I was driving to the river and it's like just smiling and laughing mm-hmm. the whole time. It's good stuff. I saw you uh, uh, going back and forth with a friend of mine and uh, avid listener Mosier on our Hype Attack. Oh, yeah, page on the comment section. Yeah, yeah you guys are going back and forth. I lost track and, and interest in what the fuck you guys are talking about because <laughs> I didn't know like half of those words. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not actually writing anything down. I scribble. I don't know how to read. But what, what were you guys going back and forth about? Well, he had asked me which character I like, and that was the thing. They've started to emphasize certain characters more and more. So he was asking me what my favorite characters. Which I don't really have one. Uh, there's some like Inquisitors that I've read, like a trilogy of books about like Ravenor, like that was kind of cool. And then like, oh yeah, the Primarch of the Ultramarines is back. I don't, this is all this is all way too much. I don't want to get into. Um, you know, yeah. Are the books. animated stuff uh, like a one-off for each each episode, or is it... So far, the, the Warhammer Plus uh, subscription service has had a couple animated series that, yeah, like a little one-off uh, things. Some of, the, some of the series are just literally one episode is its mm-hmm. own story, and then they've done a couple like continuing things, but... I do yeah. have to watch those. Like Those are on my list of things to oh, dive it's, into. It's good stuff. Grimdark. It's all grim dark and it's uh it's the aesthetic. I'm like super intimidated by the whole series, but I think maybe I'll uh, <laughs> you if, said it. if I do jump into that, I'll probably start with the books. Do you know what you know, the you novelizations? Know, it makes me feel so much better like when you say stuff like that, because I'm like I'm I'm like the, the fucking dummy amateur. Like I only have one punch card in my nerd card. Well you I know? know like I know Star Wars and like that's where understatement like, the, all my shit goes into. So like I feel that that's his thing is yeah. is like he knows a lot about that. So I know to get there, he had to consume a shitload of of content. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have the fucking energy in me at this stage to to take on a whole other franchise like that, like just to the root. You having the PS5, that Space Marine 2 game is coming out. And I think that that would probably be a pretty good introduction because that's going to be you playing as an Ultramarine versus the Tyranid. The Tyranid are like definitely like the most alien Xeno, like, Xenomorph it, it kind of good. race. That, and that game looks amazing. So, Jermaine, how did you nerd this week? I finally watched uh, Shazam. What is it? Fury of the Gods? Oh, or whatever. Oh, I've been meaning to say that. Like that? You haven't watched it yet either? Nah. Man. 
Can we? I mean, is that a shame? I, mean, I don't know. It's no, it's not no. a shame because it got shit on so hard. I was like, okay. No, I, don't, I think be, it's undeserving. It'll be it'll be one of those where I get to it when I get to it. Girls, girls, stop it. It's Jermaine's time. <laughs> I didn't really care for it too much. Like, it was... See that shit it, on the mic, bitch. It, <laughs> it felt like a filler movie. Ooh. It didn't have yeah, that yeah. oomph. Yeah. And I was and I was watching it with uh, a friend of mine, Jimmy Bowie, which he <laughs> which he was at the house, but he was on his phone. I understand why he was on his phone. <laughs> it didn't it didn't grab me to the point where I was immersed in the movie. It just lacked something. And I'm not gonna say that 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 Zack Snyder essence. But I did look at Jimmy and was like, I miss Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt um, it felt like it was trying to like fall into that cookie cutter blueprint of a superhero movie. Like yeah. it knew what it had in the first movie, which was mm-hmm. like no pun intended, lightning, yeah. lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should have got. I'm gonna say it. We should have got a the Black Adam. Yeah, years uh, ago, years ago, yeah. to deal with all that stuff. But because we didn't, and they made Shazam 2 this movie for me it really didn't work like Mm-mm. it didn't it didn't hit you know any of my movie beats like you got to have a good villain to to balance out like the hero and stuff mm-hmm. like that and especially a hero of that power and that magnitude i just feel like you just need to bring a little bit of menace raise the stakes a little bit I, I wouldn't say raise the stakes cuz that gets that gets real tricky at times but it's like yeah, yeah. because not every movie can be galaxy ending. World, oh, but even world yeah, destroying. yeah, we've talked about that. It doesn't even have to go that way. If you don't feel that the main characters are, are even in danger, then no, 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 no. Where's no. the? It's it's about like making your character not two dimensional. It's about making them like just you know relatable and stuff like that. Because if you go <laughs> big stakes, it's big stakes. You turn into fucking supernatural where you're fighting God. Spoiler alert. Thank you, Mosher. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but I think what Rudy's saying is like I think you could have a villain that. Raising the stakes doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, you're fighting gods. You're like, at least you as the audience have a sense that like, oh, our our guy might lose. Like, it's not super obvious. And I think mm-hmm. to your point, like the reluctant villains in in the daughters, like that never really works. No, I was laughing at about during that movie was I think my commentary, even on this show, I had brought up the first Shazam, how I didn't like that. They already introduced the whole family. They gave everyone power. Yeah, that was quick. It. And then I was laughing when this one came out because what did they start doing? Like, what did they do in this movie? Spoilers, sorry. They started taking away everyone's powers. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what made it worth it? The credits? Damn. <laughs> oh, man. That's Wonder Woman again, though. The, the end credit scene and not, you know, the actual scroll of, of names. I don't want to say what made it worth it anymore. <laughs> Seeing Wonder Woman again, you guys have like fucking I saw it in the theater. theater. I, I was going to make the- a joke and be like, Unicorns. <laughs> there was unicorns in it, right? Jesus. They're like, um, oh, unicorns. And then it was like, there was some fucking badass, like, dark unicorns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seeing Wonder Woman again. But they again like candy still. Was... They're like Skittles. <laughs> seeing Wonder Woman again was pretty I enjoy fun. stupid shit like that. <laughs> All right. Bring it back. Rudy, how'd you nerd? Uh, shit. I've been on a, on, since Ahsoka came out, I've been on a Star Wars kick. Um, I started rereading a book called Lords of the Sith, which is about. Vader and Palpatine on like right, almost right after they took over the galaxy and they're kind of still feeling each other out. It's a really good book. Mm. I just start pick, uh, I picked that back up so I could reread it. Been playing with my fucking new lightsaber. 
when no one's here, I put my helmets on and masturbate. <laughs> oh, I, I will make sure to knock me. Regular weekday. <laughs> oh, the door's locked. If the door's locked. Oh, shit, I think we need yeah. to just pass. I know how to get in this Should home. Should we I'm have a knock? I'm just kidding. Like, we need an <laughs> on air sticker <laughs> and then a baiting <laughs> sticker. Come <laughs> sign. Yeah. <laughs> baiting. <laughs> yeah, they said, oh, I did start to watch the knock at the cabin. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The, that day I had, I had left work late and they had beat my ass. So I got about halfway through it before I started falling asleep. And Rich is like, oh, I'm going to turn this off. We'll, we'll come back to it. Um, but that's pretty much it, I think. I got a couple things, but I'm going to keep it uh, short because I'm just going to like sort of fill it out here. Movies. That's what my corner's about. But I want to get... Uh, the reason why I want to bring up this movie is because Doug actually saw this movie too, which was Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. And I liked it because... I'm starting to get into motorsports, and I'm, like, barely a gamer. I played some of the Gran Turismo games, so I can, like, appreciate it on that aspect, Mm -hmm. you know? And, Doug, I need your opinion on this, but, like, the lead actor, at first, did he seem like, oh, this guy's just, like, a mumbling British dude? But then, like, he acted his eyes out later on in a part that I, you know, I won't go too much in detail for fear of spoiling. Yeah. The be- the whole beginning of that movie, yeah, I thought, yeah, the acting wasn't the strongest. And then no matter how much, and I told you this already, no matter how much I love video games, and I've always wanted to see a movie about video games, it will never be gripping. It will never make good movie. Yeah. It will never make good television. Like even though I've played Gran Turismo, and I I know like when they showed like him racing in the game. Like I know what that feels like. And I, and I understand that he was doing something impressive. It just will never make gripping movie. And did, it was a long intro of him playing that game. And it was just like, oh, did they yeah. try too hard to link up? Like, this is what he, what it's like when he's driving in the game and he makes it feel like it's real life. And then when he's driving in real life, he makes it seem like he's driving to the game to sort of like link those two worlds. It was, it was really a little forced bit, though. I do appreciate, I mean like the big thing about racing in that game is you do learn the courses. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the most realistic. And game. so I thought they did a pretty good job with him. Like, Oh, I know this lap or yeah. I, know, you know, I know this, this course, but yeah, some of the linkage between like the video game and the real world stuff was a little like, eh. cause, cause that aside, Keep in mind that it's based on a true story, and I didn't know that. I watched oh, you the, didn't know? No, I didn't. No, no. Okay, so I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, this is cool because of drone shots, of course. Mm-hmm. FPV drone so- shots uh, performed by Captain Vanover, uh, Alex Vanover, FPV pilot, world champion racer. Oh, yeah, he's a good one. <laughs> and <laughs> But, like, so, so that, like, that, that, that really pulled me into wanting to watch the movie. One, my wife loves motorsports. And then two, I fucking love drones, and and I love movies that wow, powers combined, <laughs> boom, and you have this like captivating trailer, and and then upon further research, I learned that it was based off of a true story, tr- true story, uh, and and if you're not familiar with the synopsis, it's um, uh, Gran Turismo wanted to uh, um, recruit the best drivers to actually the best simulator simulation drivers to actually race. For real, it's like unheard of. Like, it's almost unbelievable. But the fact that that actually happened, you go, all right. The the whole movie, you know, they're off to the races. Yeah, it works in some aspects because it's a true a, a true story. But then after that, because it's a true story, you have to dramatize some certain parts of it. 
and the dialogue kind of falls apart, and the love love interest is sort of like thrown in there, forced in there. If it wasn't a true story or based off a true story, I think it, everyone would have eye rolled at it. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. So uh, if you like the game, if you if you like uh, racing, uh, it does a really, really, really good job of shooting some fucking amazing race sequences. What would you think, Doug? Yeah. The race sequences. The race sequences are really good. Uh, as far as like the drone shots, I think there was one shot that I was like, ah, that kind of, kind of seemed a little sloppy. I, you know what? So I originally thought that, and I'm going to the weeds in this, and he, no one's going to know who the fuck I'm talking about, but YouTube him. Um, Johnny FPV has done, he used to freestyle first off, and then he um, then started to, started to do commercials, and you would have seen his work in um, the Gal Gadot, Dwayne Johnson, and Ryan Reynolds movie, Red Notice. Red Notice, yes. Um, and his work really focuses on on like the cinematic aspect of of drone flying yeah that that opening sequence of red notice it's it's fantastic he knows how to he knows how to to compose the shots he knows how to frame them captain vanover is an amazing pilot check his stuff out alex alex vanover captain vanover um and he can fly just in a way that'll blow your your brains out but as far as cinematic he doesn't capture it a hundred percent of the time and he was the pilot that uh, helped with some of the drone shots in ambulance and I had a problem with that movie too, with his flying and with Michael Bay like using drone flying sloppily. Yeah, I think there was just one one scene where I felt like there was a lot of dead, like dead space. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call it. Like he was flying in. I, I don't know if it's like over the audience or something. And then there was nothing. I think it was a timing issue. There was like nothing, and then the cars came. Like it was mm-hmm. too big of a gap. I feel you. Um, I mean, that's really nitpicky. It just, it stood out to me. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, talking about movies that are about people playing video games, how does that, how do you feel that stacks up against? The greatest fucking movie of all time. Better or worse? The most amazing movie the ever. Wizard? Shame, shame him. Shame him. Yeah. I know he's old. Or he's young. He's young. He's not old. <laughs> I know he's old. <laughs> all of a sudden, more hair falls shame. out. Yeah. The wizard... Uh, absolutely one of the most fun. What a time. Ultimately, it was uh, an advertisement that? for a Super Mario yes. Brothers 3. Adam Savage? Uh, not Adam Savage. Fred Savage. Fred Savage, excuse me. This movie, like, I grew up watching it. And yeah, it was an advertisement for Super Mario Brothers 3. I think that was, like, the first time any of us saw even footage of Super Mario Brothers 3. But, uh, so Fred Savage's younger brother, who was autistic, I don't know if that was even, like, the term they used, but certainly autistic, uh, Please tell me these are a hard R word in there. That seems like <sighs> you know what. I, can't, I don't know would. if they would have. I can't think of it right now, but I'm pretty sure they did. Um, <laughs> like they find out that the the house the they're going to lose the house or something. Yeah, and then they see that there's this like uh, video game tournament at Universal Studios in California, and so Fred Savage and his little brother and then some girl that they picked up. I for, I forget the whole story. It's been a while. They like you know like hitchhike their way across to California. So he can go play in this video game. But, like, on the way, they, like, stop and, like, they run into this, like, bully guy that they're like, oh, my brother can beat you in video games. They go back to his house and he's got the power glove. Like, (laughs) it was such. And, like, the whole time, like, the older brother who was played by. uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. I knew it. Yeah. The older brother is Christian Slater. 
like the older brother and the dad like end up like going like across country to find them like it was just it's like a coming of age story because fred savage and the girl kind of like kiss it's video games it's it's like the underdog story the dad and the older brother i think end up bonding while they're going across country to like find the kids it's super heartwarming and and yeah they end up at universal studios where they play super mario brothers 3 and and yeah they save the house should i add that to my list <laughs> i i would say yes right i'm sure you watch like other movies and stuff right i mean we, huh was that that was the end of your nerd section? No, I mean I, <clears throat> I had a couple of other yeah, things as far as like how I nerded, uh, like things that we did, uh, things I'm gonna do. Uh, but as far as like shows that I uh, things that I watched, uh, I wanted to bring up the the, the Superman show, the Adventures of uh, My Adventures with Superman. Superman. Yeah, yeah, it's really fucking good. It's, it's really it's good. Like, I don't know if it's the same animators as uh, Voltron on Netflix. But it felt oh, like it, does. it. It feels like it, yes. right? Because Voltron on Netflix. That's if you're a lover of Voltron, that it's such a fun way to introduce like anime and and like an American American style of anime and Voltron. It, it's such a fun freaking story. I think uh, Steve Yoon voiced one of the characters. But anyways, point being is, um, I think that same animators did Adventures of Superman. Studio Mir did the animation for My Adventures with Superman. It's also responsible for. Uh, Avatar, the last I render. Oh, yeah. The follow up Legend of Korra, Voltron, oh, Legendary yes. Defender. Oh, I love Voltron it. Season really four of fuck, uh, dude. the Boondocks. Oh. Oh. Young Justice Phantoms. Yes. Uh, the new season of Harley Quinn. Oh, oh I love animation. That show God, uh, I'm getting chill. I'm getting nerd chills. Yeah. I, I fucking love when like my eyeballs like recognize a certain animation style. You know, fuck yeah! Continue on. You have more. Babylon Five: The Road Home. I still the new animation that. that's coming out. The Death of Superman. Ooh. Animated. Uh, Ooh. Warner Brothers animation. The Witcher. Nightmare of the Wolf. And and many more. All right, bringing it back. I think I talked about it a couple of, of episodes ago where there was a certain point where I started to kind of get tired of like the serious superhero movies and stuff like that. And uh, this brought the levity back into. Watch Shazam: Fury of the Gods. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did. <laughs> no, thank you. The one time was good enough, uh, and it brought like levity back into like the superhero genre, genre in 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 the form of an anime show, and it does it very well. Whilst like you know paying respects to you know some of the same characters, but sort of you know um, changing them up to to make them like contemporary. You know, I think they hinted at because are you up to date with the the show? Yeah, yeah, they like sort of hinted at um, uh, Luther, Luther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sort of thrown in there here and there. Um, but I, it's it's enjoyable. If you have Max and if you like animated shows and you like anime, check out My Adventures of Superman. Definitely it's, check that one out. It's very modern. And yeah, like yeah. They've, they've updated a lot of villains and they've updated some of the story. That, but yeah, it, it feels really it feels really great. I, I was going to dive into that a little bit in, in my uh, How Did I Nerd Out this week. But I almost feel like we could do an entire episode about Superman. So I kind of want to save it because mm. it's kind of boring. <laughs> but I guess. <laughs> But, but no, I'll leave that. I'll leave that at that. He's Watch one of the, the one of the originals, and some, some consider him boring, and some of them don't. But they kind of like change the story a little bit too to make it interesting, and yet yeah. hinting at like older, you know, with Mitz, with Mitz, with like oh, pops yes, up in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, they really introduced him early. <laughs> that little sequence where they like flashed the different animation yeah, styles, yeah, yeah. and then he was a crab. I did hear um, James Gunn say that there's going to be. A heavy push for a DC uh, animation. Like, I don't know if it's going to be linked to the 
the universe yes. that he's going to create? He he said that his ultimate goal is to have everything linked. Mm-hmm. Video games, the animation, yeah. and the live action movies and shows. His goal is to have everything linked. And he even said that some of the stuff that is going to start off as animation, mm-hmm. those characters that are in the animation will be voiced by... like. There's going to be crossovers. Yeah. That there are going to be animated shows that they'll eventually show up in live action, and I'm gonna, they're going to have the same voice actors and everything. Like Star Trek? Yes. Strange New World? <laughs> yes, exactly like Star Trek. And just real quick, okay, I'm gonna. it's going to be another offshoot. 30 minutes later. But yeah, I know. IGN posted something recently about Liam Neeson saying in an interview with Conan O'Brien, and it was just like an offhand thing, where he said that Star Wars, Star Wars is a cult, and... That there's so many spinoffs and like sequels that it like diluted everything. Hold on a second before you continue. You listened to the interview, right? I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. You listened to the whole thing. Anyone else? No, I, I was I was looking for like more quotes from it. I've only listened to bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. The link yet. I sent you starts it from where mm-hmm. he starts talking about Star Wars. I listened to it today, so I'll continue. So he, you know, he says it. He says, you know, Star Wars is a cult, and it's, it's so many sequels and everything that it's a it gets watered down. But then he says, but that's my own thing, right? Like, we can all have an opinion. You know what I mean? It, would, it would, Like, the headline can be completely taken so far out of context. That's exactly it. It's not even funny because the way he comes to it, he's like, yeah, it's like a, it's not like a cult. Like, it's it just deluding it's it. It's a throwaway like, comment. He's like, but that's just my thing. Yeah. And like, IGN fucking wants to, like, demonize. That was a fun interview. Yeah. It, dude. I don't think it's about demonizing. It's just about getting the click. They just pull out that and they could title that specific thing. And it. they know that majority of the people won't do a deep dive, you yeah. know, you know, to see, you know, how he actually said it or, and, or, and it, or you know, the reason about outrage. it, you know, mm-hmm. so they're just going to. And it wasn't just IGN. Get that I, Googled, I Googled it because oh, I was yeah. trying to deep dive, and yeah. it was there was a bunch of other sites that yeah. just that that was the headline. And he so says, "Whoever a cult. started he that says, shit, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're a straight up asshole." Because Liam Neeson is like the fucking sweetest of dudes. If you if you uh, listen to Conan O'Brien, Conan O'Brien is a friend uh, found anywhere podcasts are found, and it's the latest episode. And Liam Neeson's on it. What a gent. whoever what started a high that caliber. thing. They're gonna die because dude. he has yeah. a, <laughs> a particular set of skills. When yeah. he when he talks about. Uh, 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 how him and Ewan McGregor they turn into like 11 year old boys Ewan McGregor tells the same exact story too in interviews <laughs> was like, they gave us our life stories for the first time and action we're like, <laughs> and to hear Liam Neeson be like <laughs> <laughs> so fucking get off his nuts uh, you know and, and there was people in the comment section that were like yeah no we are cold I mean that's that's true and as far as as far as diluting like like, like the sequels wrong, spinoffs yes. and like diluting it's it's half right and half wrong because there are some shows you can oh, sort of you can oh, sort wrong. of nitpick it though where like there's some lightsaber Isaac to the knee. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, <laughs> I I won't say that like sequels entirely watered it down, but there's little things where you go, yeah, that character sucked or this story aspect about it sucked. I mean, we talked about it last episode about how our idea of the Clone Wars were. Another thing, and then they played it out to be something else. True, 
but I would also say like boo this man. No, okay. We've <laughs> we've talked about. It, I mean, like Star Wars. We like, this up, like Star Wars is the greatest example of of world building where mm-hmm. everything's taking place in different timelines, different things, and like we've talked about how we want to see more stories that are just even further out. So you, you can't. It's not really diluting. It's like this is literally a living. Let me backtrack. Sorry. So it, it's it's sorry, Doug. So it's it's more of like Liam Neeson is is this like heavy hitter, you know, lover of cinematography, right? And so I, I feel I'm interpreting it as him as a lover of movies. Like he's of the era where you have the one movie and everything world building, whatever is it lives in that one movie. And whatever you think happened lives in your imagination. There's no sequels. There's no spinoffs or anything like that. That's where I feel personally that his comment yeah, was alluding to. And, and I get that. And and I appreciate that in a way. But Star Wars is not one world or one city that you would get in those old, like, one movie. This is literally a galaxy with a history and a future. And, yeah, the Skywalker saga, I think, was a little... The Skywalker saga was diluted. I think that was a little overplayed. But all the other stuff, the spinoffs and everything, are like not even related, and they're just adding to that universe. And or they're not even adding to that universe. There's just here's just another story within that world. It's the same, you know. In any movie set in our world, our modern world, is just these individual stories that take place in New York or L.A. Douglas, by what you just said right now about like not adding to something, that's called dilution. Like it's, the it's, fact that Andor <laughs> exists doesn't change anything. Oh, I love about, Andor. Andor adds to it. Things like Book of Boba Fett fucking take from it, but but it doesn't <laughs> you you but can't it doesn't it, change anything about those movies. You can't call it dilution if it's they're expanding the universe and some of it doesn't hit and fine. Not everything's going to hit, but you can't say they're diluting the brand because we want more stories. Something's going to hit. Them. I'm going to hit Isaac and, and we just want them to it's be not, better. So, so okay, so it's I'm not talking, like like Superman where they started having him fight weird things. So or I'm obviously whatever. I'm, I'm obviously, pu- obviously pushing your buttons and like joking, but. I, I going back to it. I think I think he's not. I don't, I don't think Liam Neeson is like a hardcore Star Wars fan. So no. his his using of the the phrase or term dilution doesn't. Uh, it's not for like the Star Wars lore. I think it's more for like the the movies themselves. The image I get in my head is, is him sit, sitting on his porch. And Star Wars is walking by down the street. And he's going, slow down. He's going too fast. <laughs> Star Wars is like, what? Like, yeah. I'm just walking here. Like, get off my lawn. Like, it's it's good natured. Like, yeah. it, 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 there was yeah. nothing mean spirited about not it. Not at all. all. No, nothing mean spirited at all. No. So I'm so just, I'm fucking in here, guys. Chains. Doug, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to take you out, out back and beat the shit out of you when this is over. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We're gonna lube up these lightsabers and see if we can get your stomach to shine. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tickle your belly button from the inside. Star Wars is is such like a heavy world, right? This whole universe. There needs to be some levity levity in it. And so we have some other movies that bring levity to that same world, such as Spaceballs, a spoof movie, a parody. Yes. Segway. <laughs> well done. Well Funky done. as shit. Yeah. Spaceballs is a great, great example. And it was an amazing segue, by the way. I mean, we were talking about Star Wars. So spoof movies and parody movies is something that I don't think they do. I feel like we haven't had a good one in a while, but there was certainly a moment in time that they were making a bunch of them. I think that's why we haven't had a good one, because they oversaturated that market with the, especially the ones that were really stupidly titled. The 
oh, don't be a man it's the South Central while drinking your juice in the hood you said that oh, with one breath that one you said that with one breath <laughs> that was at the beginning of it all and I feel like that one kind of held up I, I still the, think like meet the Spartans that I knocked up Sarah Marshall and I felt super bad about it like oh god I haven't seen that okay okay okay, okay. so oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't Be a Menace is definitely not the beginning of it. I think it goes further back than that, and I don't exactly know when that start is. But, like, Mel Brooks, you know, kind of helped along with a, a lot of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to cite Spaceballs. Parody movies, spoof, spoof movies are that thing that brings the levity to those re- those those movies that we know that are very serious. It doesn't they don't take themselves seriously and they use those like familiar properties as vehicles to make very tongue in cheek silly jokes, yeah. silly humor. Now and commentary about like tropes and stuff like that. Oh, mm. for sure. And, and a lot of times uh what, like with the the later stuff like you mentioned like not on the date movie, uh superhero movie, uh all the all mystery men Ooh, that so we're gonna get into stuff that is is it a parody? Or is it cause cause then you have movies like Scary Movie and you know Meet the Spartans and uh uh Plump Fiction where The Starving Game. The, oh, <laughs> that one too, is that one? Oh my god. Completely like yeah. parroting uh existing movies and then it, it, it's almost like it's almost like when Weird Al Yankovic uses the same melody and then just changes the lyrics, he rewrites the lyrics. That's what some of those movies do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. I know exactly what you mean. But then you have okay, so like in the, in the realm of like Mel Brooks, you have Spaceballs, and they make those like really silly jokes. You know, like ah, oh, jam, strawberry jam. Ah, oh yeah, when they jam star. the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So some of that stuff where it's like really silly thrown in jokes of this this really cartoony world, but in the Mel Brooks realm. Then you have Young Frankenstein, which is in its own way, like it doesn't use those those that that type of like cartoony humor, so to so to speak. But it's I don't want to use this word, but like it's a little more it's a little more grounded with its humor, you know, in mm-hmm. its own world. It's a it's a, it's a, it's it's on the top of my list of like favorite parody movies, favorite spoof movies. I mean, one Mel Mel Brooks. He he knows what he's doing, and he's got a couple of parody. Uh, but Spaceballs, I want, I want to talk about Spaceballs real quick. So obviously it's Star Wars. They also referenced Alien, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, check please. Oh no, not again! Um, <laughs> President Bill Pullman as uh, Lone Star. Yes, yes, and I love that Mel Brooks was told like he can't have Lone Star looking like Han Solo. So what did he look like? Indiana Jones. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, oh, Mel Brooks that. Could, he was told he couldn't have him look like Han Solo, so he just had him look like Indiana Jones. He had the leather jacket and everything like that. It's fucking great. And John Candy. Yes, at Barf. 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 I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. Yeah. So what <laughs> what works about Spaceballs is I feel like even if you didn't watch Star Wars, like it would hold up. I mean, obviously it's it's funny if you watched it, right? But if you watch Star Wars, but um, it holds up. And I, I think that would be my judgment for all of these spoof movies, all of these parody movies, like the first couple scary movies, so, Spaceballs, another Mel Brooks movie, Men in Tights also holds up fine. So with Spaceballs, what Spaceballs does is that it it references everything within the Star Wars realm and yes, aliens, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's a, like as far as like, cultural references that's as as 
you know, uh, far as it gets. Pizza the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. I can never like watch that without getting grossed out. It's very gross. I don't know how they did that, but it's just so disgusting. Yeah. I'm hungry. Is there pizza? I saw pizza out there. Is there pizza? Uh, there might be a slice left. I yeah. did. Uh, no, there is no pizza. Uh, <laughs> I did take one note about uh, Spaceballs that said he wanted to call it uh, Planet Moron. <laughs> <laughs> I have Your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> oh, they referenced uh, Planet yeah. of the Apes also, right? In that? At the yes. end? Yes. There's actual, you know, apes on the horseback and the, uh, oh, the Mega Maid. <laughs> yeah, the Mega Maid, yeah. Spaceballs. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That goes oh, the planet. Shit. Mel Brooks is still alive and, and you know, <laughs> it's been sort of teased that he may, may be making uh, a second Spaceballs. Oh. Maybe. I hope so. Maybe. I hope because at the end of the first Spaceballs, you know, it's Spaceballs 2, a search for more money. The search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, me to get in the sequel. So so they have like mild, they, real mild uh, cultural references, right? Mm-hmm. The difference between that, Spaceballs, and like scary movie or date movie or superhero movie is that, yes, they reference the date movies and the superhero movies, but then they, f- they use it as like a vehicle to then reference everything else within that, like three year span. Yeah. And the comedy doesn't hit. Like I rewatch, I, I not rewatch, excuse me. I watched for the first time, um, a superhero movie with, uh, Drake bell who then voiced Spider-Man in the animated series. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Disney weird, but, um, it's a funny movie, but then there's certain cultural references in there that like, I was like, Oh, it must have been a thing at the time. And I only knew it because I was alive during the time. So, <laughs> and then move along to the next yeah, thing. It was a really weird, weird choice to go that route. Cause I remember yeah. like meet the Spartans one, that name meet the Spartans is a riff off of meet the Fockers. Yep. There which you go. again, is like, that's a funny movie, but like, how does that people are going to forget about it? How does that relate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there was like Britney Spears references and like oh my God. things of like at that time period that. Oh, yeah. It was like a lot of pop culture references. A lot of pop or, culture or references. What about like in Scary Movie Part 3? <laughs> Specific. Fucking Pamela Anderson pops up just like as herself because Pamela Anderson was like a hot big thing at the time. Yeah. The first two Scary Movies I thought were pretty decent because they were, they were, yeah. they were riffing on scream mostly, which was riffing on other horror movies. So it was still just kind of a play on, mm-hmm. on horror movie tropes. But then, yeah, I think after the first two, they started going to that, like very specific at the time, cultural references that are never going to hold up. So I want to take this moment to clarify, cause we keep saying parody and spoofs and there's a little bit of a difference learning. Let's go. You know, I don't want to teach people. No, teach us. <laughs> <clears throat> teach you hard uh, parody takes a specific uh, literary work and exaggerates its form and language often replacing serious subjects with silly ones whereas spoof is where a writer takes the con- conventions of a well-known genre and pokes fun at them uh, so then where would the aforementioned movies fall into I don't know <laughs> <laughs> good answer good answer I don't know uh, fucking do you guys have a Particular favorite? Oh, I was just about movie? to ask that. Men in Tights. Uh, I mean, I haven't watched Men in Tights in a while, but I know that was a movie that I watched a lot as the uh, young youngling. I don't know something about that, and that was like. I mean, I know it's a Robin Hood story, so but I feel like it was definitely a response to Kevin Costner's Robin Hood because that mm. was the big Robin Hood movie. 
And there was even that line, like, because unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> um, but, like, there was the musical numbers. I don't know, man. Men in Tights was, that was a great funny movie. It was really good. Oh, really good. It was really funny. Really, really good. Anyway, Jermaine, what was your uh, your favorite spoof movie, favorite parody? One of my favorite parody movies is Black Dynamite. Fuck, I love, fucking love Black Dynamite. that fucking movie to death. Hey, don't be interrupted. He's coming fool. <laughs> Shame me. <laughs> Quick interjection. It was on YouTube for a minute because uh, I was listening to the Nerdist at the time, and they were talking about Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Like Michael a, Jai White, baby. Michael Jai White, black uh, black exploitation film. Uh, and I started to watch it on YouTube, and then they took it off of YouTube, and I've never seen the second half of it. Shame. Because you're trash. <laughs> I'm trash. It was it was a parody of black exploitation, right? It yes, was yes, it was relatively parody, recent. But yeah. it's everything in that movie was gold. Like the nonsense where they're talking. Fucking Michael Jackson. And White. you see the boom mic, everything in there, the lines, the dialogues, the characters. Uh man, what was one of the characters? Uh was it Ch- Chicago Win or Chicago, yeah, Chicago Win. That's why they call me Chicago Win. I left your ass blowing in the breeze. <laughs> There's 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 just so many moments in that movie that's that's classic. So pretty much it's it's <laughs> the movie is so absurd, but it's uh Michael Jai White's character his his brother dies because the 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 neighborhood liquor supply <laughs> is poison. <laughs> so they get so they get tainted liquor and hold on no it's, it's malt liquor yeah the big yeah tainted malt liquor and <laughs> and on this journey of finding out who's behind all this like it legit takes him all the way to the white house oh shit <laughs> where he fights Nixon. He fights Richard Nixon. <laughs> Richard Nixon. He draws a tricky dick. Tricky dicky. <laughs> Fuck yes. It, no, <sighs> if you have not seen this movie, it, it's, like, it's kind of it, long too. Put, but it, put it up there on, it. on, not at the very top, but bump it up a couple notches yeah. over certain things. I, I, need, I, I think I saw clips of it. I, I was at a friend's house. It was a girl. Mm-hmm. That I was, I liked, and so the whole time I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, "This is when I was like nineteen or something like that." So to it say was, it was like... on the TV, but oh no, absolutely not. No, <laughs> the <laughs> doesn't help. It's a classic, though. It, it's it's Michael Jai White at his at his finest, at his finest, and they even made a animated they, series. Ah, oh, what? <laughs> like I just mentioned, of it, yeah. like I just mentioned earlier, the same studio that was doing all the other stuff. They did that that season of uh, fuck. Do you <laughs> say it? I know exactly what you're going. Do you, do you remember the scene with panties? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, panty talk. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> oh my. I I wish we could just put it up, but what makes it great is that like Michael Jai White. Hold on. He was gonna tell us a panty story. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's it's. Just, <laughs> praise Michael Jai White. I I don't remember it word for word or, or scene for scene, but it's just. I don't remember what he said, but it's I'm not going to do it, do it justice. But it's just one of those things where he's saying something and you just see the girl's legs like in Muffet Babies when you see Nanny's, you know, legs <laughs> and the panties just slide down her legs. She doesn't even she, she doesn't even touch. It. It's just the way he talks to the ladies that <laughs> the just makes the panties drop. drop. Yeah. yeah. 
My favorite fucking thing there was where they they go to to NASA, but Black Dynamite's version of NASA is Massa. Massa. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you see, but this is the thing. It is comedy gold, and and it's one of those things. I feel like it had to be an animated form, but oh yeah, I I, oh. I could see it as a movie, and I do believe there was a comic. A, a a graphic novel where I'm, Black Dynamite goes to Kung Fu Island. I I'm hope so. Sure. Oh hope my so. goodness! You it said is. you said that it was the same uh, studio that did uh, the Boondocks. Yes, right. Well, one of the seasons of Boondocks, dude. Because that show by itself, oh, that show money. by itself, just like plays on so many like black stereotypes and stuff like that. Uh, voiced by Regina King, who who does both Huey and Riley. Riley. Oh man, yeah, that show's fucking. I feel knockout. Honestly. To this day, I feel like Boondocks could be as big as The Simpsons, Futurama, 100%. Family Guy, but 100%. I don't know why they weren't pushing it enough, or Dude. or or the creator. I I forget his name. Uh, oh, I don't know. Aaron Magruder. Yeah, Aaron Magruder. He might have went off. Don't don't quote me. You know, mm. do your research, like we always say. <laughs> He might have went off to try to go do something new, and that didn't pan off. And then I think they were gonna try to do it again uh come back to the series but then you know um john witherspoon i was about to say past and all so, this other stuff so i'm gonna put you on the spot who would you cast as john witherspoon um, i can't Gramps. there's there's nobody like i know him, dude man. if you can't <sighs> like he was gold like there's yeah if there's, you're not familiar with john witherspoon he's the dad on friday there's just Hot nobody like burrito, him baby. there's nobody yeah. like him but anyways <laughs> That's one of my favorite uh, parody movies. Is great Black pull. Dynamite. It is That's great. It, pull. it is money. Uh, yeah. well so, how excited are you for the Outlaw Johnny Black, mm. which is their new movie? It's pretty much the same cast as uh, Black Dynamite. Yeah, with coming out next month with Michael Jai White. Yes. Fuck. I'm. It's a, a, Outlaw Johnny Black. It's not. It's like a. It's a. Western spoof. Hey Rudy, what's Billy your favorite? Uh, hey Rudy, what's your favorite parody movie? Blazing Saddles. Asked and answered. Yeah. So, <laughs> fart. I I absolutely do not need to fucking explain Blazing Saddles to anyone. It's so good in you this fucking what? room. You are one hundred percent correct. Mongo knows a black sheriff. <laughs> Dude, my, one one of my favorite lines. Fucking Gene Wilder in that shit is. Oh man, fucking gold. Gene Wilder alone is money. A powerhouse of comedy. Yeah, he's in my second favorite parody movie, Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gene Wilder, my my favorite white boy fro of all time, Gene Wilder. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never watched Blazing Saddles, do yourself a favor, put that on the list to watch this weekend. If you've never watched Young Frankenstein, do yourself a favor and put that on the list to watch this weekend. Young and, Frankenstein and Men in Tights. I, I like like what three of our four was Mel Brooks. Oh yeah, yeah, master. Young Frankenstein was the the movie that if we back in the day when we had cable, if if that movie was playing on cable on any channel, it was immediately stopped. That's the, the remote drop. Remote drop. So when I used to allegedly sneak in the Comic Con, <laughs> we never got the story. Yeah, yeah, no, allegedly. no, no. But but when I used to allegedly sneak in the Comic Con, I used to quote that movie when I walked in the door. Badges. <laughs> badges. <laughs> we don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> And I just walked right on in. That was more Italian than, than Mexican there, my friend. And you're a Mexican. 
We don't hey, even man, know I don't and bitches. You know, and Latino and Hispanic. It's whatever you want me to be, senor. El gallo negro. I'm, I'm not the best dude in the barrio. <laughs> that's, that's my <laughs> that's my guinea character. Hold on, let me give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you've never seen Spaceballs, unsubscribe to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Because what the fuck? Seriously, if you love Star Wars, you would have already seen Spaceballs. Yeah, Spaceballs. So speaking of Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks has been quoted to say, wit is shit, funny is money. So, I mean, when you look at his movies, he doesn't he doesn't go for like really hard, clever jokes. Yeah, they're like, here they are. Mel Brooks, Blazing Saddles is the very first fart on on film on screen or something like that. <laughs> it's the very first fart joke. No it was way. The very first time like anyone farted, and it was just a bunch of dudes farting around the campfire. And I'm sure people lost their mind at that time because farts are still <laughs> funny. And can you imagine like never once a movie showed farting, and then you, you're sitting in the theater back in whatever the 60s, 70s when that was, and 70s. The, and just People started farting on, on movies. Like, Around I would have been giggling. Yeah. Because they were beans. all eating beans. Yeah. Classic. But, 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 so to <laughs> yeah. take ourselves Scat. out of the Mel Brooks parody spoof realm, my favorite, my personal favorite is Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why is not because like okay we all love kung fu movies we just you know quote like black dynamite we, we all love our kung fu movies fucking grew up on that shit left and right jackie chan um jet lee chow young fat give me some more oh me, that's a name i haven't heard in a while pai may he's a real guy right <laughs> wow <laughs> jeez what are you talking what that's the character in uh kill, kill bill, bill? I'm sorry, hold on. What? The cruel to well, the Pai Mei. Do you've never seen Kill Bill? I've seen Kill Bill. I just, I'm horrible with names. It's the dude with the with the beard okay. that teaches her how to do the... I'm also horrible with memory. Five-finger death punch? I drink a lot. <laughs> He's the one with the Fu Manchu. Oh. The white-haired Asian guy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, Kung Pao. Kung Pao. But the reason why I love Kung, Kung Pao because it plays it pays homage to all of the Kung Fu movies. It uses whatever existing Kung Fu movie that, that they're mm-hmm. using, and then it like meticulously uh, comps in. You know what, what's the actor's name? Odenkirk. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, his face into all of those things. They have some like you know on you know uh, studio set stuff. But, like, most of it is, like, utilizing what's actually there and then just dubbing things in. Kind of a la, like, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000. But it... it oh, I love Mystery Science Theater So, so good. Yeah. And, like, Jonah Ray did a really good job, like, taking the mantle of that. And mm-hmm. uh, on you can check that out on Netflix. But uh, it's such a fun movie. We quoted it. Me and Rudy quoted it on the last episode. My sister and I... Hi, Pearl. We quote that movie left and fucking right. I love that movie. It. I used to watch it over and over again, and would never get tired of it because it was silly and it scratched that like just that silly itch. It's one of those movies that I know it's good when Rachel looks at it. It's just <sighs> <laughs> just sigh after sigh after sigh. Like, oh my god, this is so stupid. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's my meter right there. Oh, Rachel, he's a, it has to be good. 
in those in those same vein, uh, I think Shaolin Soccer and uh, <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, I love Kung deserve Fu honorable mention yeah, in that category. Hustle. I, you I haven't seen Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, I've seen Kung okay, Fu okay. Hustle. Yeah, yeah. I want to learn the the fucking the axe dance that they do in oh. that fucking movie and just just film it just for fun. That movie it like starts off silly and it's you know and 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 it you know plays parody to all the kung fu movies and then it becomes real serious and becomes its own thing like, towards the, the third act and it's like a badass like you know anime ass kung fu movie right so good what makes a good uh, before we go continue around the table what what, what makes a good uh, spoof or parody movie for you guys it has to hold up on its own okay. <clears throat> Like it, it, it has to like it can't rely on the source material. <laughs> and yet another offshoot, like Mel Brooks is still alive and and you know <laughs> but um Mel Brooks then helped out with um a sort of sequel, if you will, to um oh shit, what the fuck is it? It's a the history um No history of the oh, world. The history of the world, right? And it's did part two just recently. Yeah. And, and it's like it's more of a show. And what I found is parodies and parodies and spoofs hit before like a certain year. I mean, I don't have like a hard year, but like after that, like I'm watching Nick Kroll and Wanda Sykes and all these other like big comedians, well-known comedians, they're they're you know saying these like Mal Brooks lines, and I'm like forcing my laughter because it. When just, you say year, you mean like age or. Uh pre-1995 or something like that i don't know so th- so that that that's exactly it like scary movie was i don't know the exact year that it came out but like there's a just a certain area era where these spoof and parody movies started to like kind of fall apart and kind of not work and it wasn't because of their writing or anything like that it was just as a society i think we grew out of them a little bit scary movie was in 2000 and so i have a great scary scary movie too i think specifically story 2001 but but real quick it is yeah. i i tried to continue to watch a history of the world on hulu uh and and it just didn't hold up i didn't continue watching it well i think comedy we've talked about it before that comedy itself has changed i'm not going to pretend this is original thought and i think i might have mentioned it on the podcast before but i've i've read someone else's opinion that Apatow really changed just the way we expect comedies to be. I remember you saying that a couple, few episodes back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That we we expect our comedies now to still be somewhat emotional, somewhat like attached to a real story, and like there's like character growth and just the idea of people telling stupid jokes or, or like stupid setups. That that sounds about right because like as I'm watching, you know, basically a contemporary Mal Brooks creation, History of, of the World Part Two. It, it just, there's no place for it to live in our world. Which is a shame because we, I mean, we just watched that stupid YouTube video. <laughs> like, we live in a world where like there's plenty of random internet memes and random YouTube videos and random TikToks that have no emotional, like, investment or, like, no story. And they're just a random stupid joke. But, you know, they're they're 45 seconds long versus... A whole movie of it and maybe that's the thing yeah so so, so like our th- that humor like our i think that our like meme humor it, it it bites off of that like parody stuff of the 80s and the 90s 
but in full form, like full feature films and like whole series and stuff like that, stuff like that. I, I just don't think that it works because you have suggested we watch. Um, I think you should leave with Tim Robbins. Tim Robinson, excuse me. Uh, and I had checked it out. <laughs> what? Yeah, the, I've never even heard of that. The movie. face Doug made just now. <laughs> Oh, oh! I, I didn't even know the name of the show. I just saw that clip, and and Bill has shown me. My uncle has shown me more of that clips. So I watched it, and it, it's like it's, it's like the weirdest thing. Shit ADHD in the world. Com- combined with like fucking just like I am pretty sure he. Activity. I'm pretty sure that guy made that show just so he can make memes because that's that's the. Are you sure about that? Yeah. It's, you sure th- about there's that? There's so many things that's that are that memeable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it just it's some some of that like that comedy just doesn't work. Oh yeah, no, it's that's yeah. Um, but going into more parodies and or spoofs, um, hot shots, shamey, <laughs> absolutely. Mm. There was two of them. Yeah, I'm born in the nineties, and I haven't seen that Shame. movie. I've seen clips up, 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 leading up until our episode. I was continuing to see clips of that movie. You hot, look like so, the kind of person that would have Charlie Sheen tattooed on your ass. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> Tiger Blood. There's winning. no room. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I was uh, to. to Doing research uh, uh, of our topic, there's so many fucking parody and so, many. Sp- so there's fucking a lot. There's many. a lot more than I like thought about. I was talking to friends and, and listeners of the show, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna do this movie? And that movie?" I was like, "I didn't know that exist." Oh, I oh I remember that one. Oh, yeah. oh vaguely, but I had never seen it. You oh, know, there's too many. Hot yeah. Shots and Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Hot Shots was one was certainly Top Gun. Yes. Certainly yeah. a spoof on Top Gun. And then part two was more Rambo. Yeah. But again, just that st- stupid, stupid humor. That just it's it's just funny. That's it just the, makes that's the clip that I saw on uh on TikTok is I think it was uh might have been Hot Shots Part D, where they're getting ready to like paratroop, right? And they're like going down the line and they're hooking their lines on and they're going down and you know, Geronimo and Geronimo. And like one guy is just like on the bus. He's holding on the thing. And then like the actual like Native American Geronimo goes, me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Like, it's just perfect. Well, okay. What yeah. I find. That, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> what I find fucking hilarious about that shit is, is it's a, it's a stupid joke. Right, it's, so it's a silly joke, yeah, but so they boring. had to costume a guy. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so speaking that's of that's what makes all of this is funny. It's all fucking stupid, but they they, you know, maybe took multiple shots of it. Yeah. I ha- I have to fucking interject with like no segue, but the king of parody, the king of spoof, is Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Yes. yes. Yeah, you know. I was I was about to say like we're not getting we're not gonna fucking we're not leaving without, we're not leaving here yeah. without mentioning him. I had to I had to and, and and so um, I grew up watching the Naked Gun series yeah and up until like earlier this year I didn't know that it was Police Squad Police Squad I didn't know that it blew my fucking mind yeah and I was like fuck I need to find a place to watch that because I that like a lot of my humor is like based off of like cartoony stuff and Jim Carrey and Robin Williams and like. It's it's all of that like extremeness, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Leslie Nielsen, he just holds a place in my heart when it comes to that. That being said, he is featured in uh, a number of the the scary movie franchise. Like I think uh, three and on, he's featured in it. I think one time as a president. But like he and 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 then he's uh, in Airplane, and it just he's able to play the straight man mm-hmm. and act as if he's in this like really serious movie. He never winks at the camera. 
<laughs> he plays it straight all the time. I love how much of the jokes in those movies and the show were just like um, playing with language, playing with words. Yeah. Or like I, I saw a clip recently. Um, well, surely you must be kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surely I'm not. And don't call me Shirley. Yeah, exactly. Um, or just like, oh, what was he doing in the red light district? <laughs> well, sex or sex, Frank. Uh, not right now. Uh, we got to solve this case. Like, just those, like, there's so much of that, and I love it. They're just, like, yeah. And so, <clears throat> there, again, standing Hulu, there is a show on Hulu called Angie Tribeca, starring uh, Rashida Jones. And it fucking features Alfred Molina as uh, the, the medical examiner. Which I didn't expect at all, because mm-hmm. Alfred Molina is a high caliber actor, and he he's just like this silly medical examiner. Check that out if you have the chance, because that show completely pays homage to any and all Leslie Nielsen movies. Sure. Definitely put what that was the at the top. Uh, Angie, Angie Tribeca. Tribeca. So Thanks. in and uh, and I believe the first episode, there's a scene where they're chasing a perp, and the perp happens to know parkour and so he's flipping and spinning over all this stuff and the the support actor the support character uh is also doing all that stuff but it's obviously like a body double and <laughs> i love when they do that and it is it is a long sequence and it's an exhausting sequence and all i can think of is wow somebody actually like did those stunts and they choreographed all that shit for the fucking joke and I love it. I love yeah. the commitment for that joke, for that, like, paying homage to, like, everything parody and everything spoof. That's, Angie Tribeca has gone under the radar. That's one of those fun things that a lot of these spoof movies, and going back to, like, Mel Brooks, is not only are they spoofing a specific movie, but there is the more, uh, the larger commentary on movie making in general. And I love, like, in Men in Tights, when it's like, I lost? I'm not supposed to lose. And they all pull out the script, right? Or you were mentioning, like, you could see the sound, the the mic in, in Black Dynamite. Like, I, I or, or in Spaceballs, right? It's, like They're very oh, we meta. The, we caught the doubles. Like Me- this, oh, yeah, Spaceballs is, is extremely meta. Like, they pull out the VHS of Spaceballs, <laughs> and they're watching themselves. And it's like, what are we watching now? We're now? watching right now? now? Not then? No, now. No, no, not then, now, yeah. And they do the whole, like, look at the camera. and the, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but again, I love, I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned before on the show, but I love movies about movies, about making movies. And then, so any of these parody movies, the fact that they make fun of, or they, they get meta about movie making is just, it tickles, it tickles a fancy. Now I know that, uh, like Deadpool is not a spoof nor a meta, uh, movie or, or person or genre or whatever, but he he does go like meta and it uses those same oh, like, yeah. once, devices. Once a character breaks the fourth wall, they get into a little <laughs> bit of that meta meta world. And that like, again, tickles, tickles the fancy and the taint. Now to veer a little, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the fancy. What the hell? It's a, it's a part. I like the taint. It's like, the, you know, you, you break your tongue up into multiple like tastings, uh-huh. even though that's a myth. Uh, but yeah, your taint is like the fancy and I don't know. Oh, you've never had me bend over far enough. My taint has tattooed on it. Fancy. <laughs> oh. I don't, okay, okay. So I wanted to, I wanted to then argue some movies that um, I don't know if they're coming at me, bro. I think they're more spoofs than anything else. But it was on, when I was doing research, they were on the list, right? 
Spoilerities. One, one of them was Zombieland. Will that follow? No, that is absolutely no. a parody. No. Spoof. I would say no. I would say it's neither. No, satire. No, never mind. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. just it's it's a comedic entry yes. in the in the zombie genre. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah like, no, Doug, you got you, you hit it there. Certain certain things have a genre, and then you can have a comedic entry into it. Yeah. So I would say no for that. And then what, my question, I think I asked you guys earlier, was the boys. Yeah, I wrote it down. Yeah. I I would say at a very basic level, yes, because the seven is absolutely supposed to be Justice League. The Justice League. Yeah. And then they've also they've obviously like mentioned like uh, referenced Marvel well, characters as well, but. Uh, but I, I think that's still more of a, I don't want to say real world, but like a, you know, a more realistic take on what superheroes would be in a, in yeah. a consumer driven society as opposed to what DC pedals or what mm-hmm. Marvel pedals are. Yeah, it was, it was maybe like, I don't know, is there a phrase for like non comedic parody? Brightburn. That's, that's the a, phrase. That's not a phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Is that. Brightburn is if Superman at a young age went yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah but, what movie, that? But, but what would you call that? But what would you call that? You would call it Brightburn. A light should burn. we should we start calling it Brightburn? Yeah, like, like, I mean that's we, like put that on the uh, wiki. We'll, we'll make that the fucking urban the, dictionary. It's a subgenre. I, a non or we can a ask, non-funny parody. We can ask the audience. What term should we use for a non-funny parody? My tainted loves. Answer me this in the DMs taint, or in the comment section. Taint you very much. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what was more on your list of uh, um, fight me shit? Shaun of the Dead. Dad, I, was, I was waiting for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want to mm-hmm. hear opinions. Which, by the way, Edgar Wright, director, I love, love, fucking love Shaun of the Dead. That is one of my rainy day movies. I can never get enough of it. There's always something new I can watch. Warm up your finger. Okay, I haven't seen it. Holy God, shit, man! Shit. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. take this shit no more. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking leaving too. What is it? Drink time? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is, is Shaun of the Dead officially part of the Cornetto trilogy? It's fucking uh, the cop of Hot Fuzz. Is it At World's End? Oh. Uh, I love. Is, is Shaun of the Dead the one of those end. three? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, Simon Pegg and I wanna, Nick I Frost. I look it up. I just wanted you to tell me. Yeah, Simon Pegg and, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, they first uh, they made their debut together as... Sean and of the dead. No, fuck. What's his friend's name? Dead. That's why it's Sean of, of the, the dead. It could be of the, and then they're dead. <laughs> oh, I'm blanking dead. out really hard. Ed. Uh, Ed, right? Ed. Ed yeah. 209. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then they, then they uh, started together in the world's end. Sorry. Not then they started together end. in yeah. hot fuzz and then they started together. That's in Simon Pegg, right? World's end. Yeah. You know what Simon Pegg was in? Star Trek. Talk about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. That's the Star Wars thing. What the fuck? Fuck. Jeez. Right off, right Doug. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but, just, I mean, from what I know of Shaun of the Dead, again, would that just be a comedic entry into the zombie genre? Or were they parodying? I mean, the, 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 the its title spoofing. itself is like, is a playoff of Dawn of the Dead. True. Takes no place in a mall. Dawn but of- you could say the same thing with Hot Fuzz, though, right? When you look at a movie like... Bad Boys or something like that, you know oh. those those type of action movies, and you look at Hot Fuzz. Is is there a 
Is there a thing there, or is it just its own? Oh. It's it's its own. So Shaun of the, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End are most definitely their own thing in their own world, yet they have some references, some slight cultural references, mm-hmm. like in Hot Fuzz, uh, Nick Frost's character asks Simon Pegg, have you ever shot your gun up in the air and went, aww? No, I never shot my gun up in the air and went, aww. You know, <laughs> uh, alluding to... Uh, the Keanu Reeves uh, movie, right? Um, I blanked out fucking hard. I can't think of it. Patriot Games? No. Uh, <laughs> point Break. Yeah, Point point Break. I knew yes. it was P. Alluding to Point Break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how my final character works. Yeah. Stop <laughs> like that. It's like a Rolodex. <laughs> Kids, <laughs> if you want to know what a Rolodex <laughs> is, DM me. <laughs> What's a Rolodex? Is that like Dexter's Laboratory on rollerblades? Yeah, sure. Oh, but speaking of... of Terrible. Of the animated stuff, would you guys consider Archer and Rick and Morty? Yes. Parodies or Rick spoofs? and Morty? No. Archer, yes. Well, why wouldn't you consider Rick and Morty when it's kind of they, kind Back of? to the Future? The, yeah, the so characters are kind of a parody of of previous Doc characters. Brown and yeah. Fly. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, remember that live action like ad spot with with Christopher Lloyd, Michael J. Fox. He wasn't in it. He was in it? Damn, no. I don't know. I'm not as much of a nerd as you guys think I am. <laughs> I'm fucking faking all of this. Yeah, like, like, Let's just say uh, that footage was a little shaky. Ah, fucking shit. Jesus. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys supposed to shut up so I could work that in. <laughs> I was like, they tried to cast him, but it was a little shaky, so they just, you know, left him out. <laughs> hey, Rudy. Edit, edit Isaac out. It's still his shine. It's still his shine. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Um... No, but Rick and Morty is is that to use their own term high high concept science fiction adventures. I guess if you want to call it a parody of Back to the Future because it was, but that was a very specific time travel adventure, mm-hmm. and Rick and Morty does everything else. Yeah, yeah they're their own yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, so multiverse. Like if if you want to call it a parody, what what is a parody? Parodying. I would say sci-fi in general, but again, uh, maybe it's just a comedic entry into that genre. I I would say it it, it at least took inspiration from Back to the Future of like this mad scientist and this like really nerdy (laughs) introverted kid. Yeah, but inspiration is not. To call it a a direct spoof of it is is kind of kind of stretching. Yes, that's the thing. It's kind of stretching it. We need to find a word, but I don't. I don't consider it a direct spoof mm. because, like he said, you know, it branches off into so much more than what it, you know, what it's kind of spoofing off of. So I don't really consider it. Maybe more inspired by it as yeah, opposed to. inspired by mm-hmm. it. But speaking of it, I just watched the last season. Oh, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm a whole season back. I can't or two. wait. <laughs> until the next season, but that's for another time. Speaking <laughs> of science fiction spoofs, and then maybe this is the thing with Rick and Morty, where it might have might very well have started off as a parody or a spoof, um, and then grew into its own. It's thing. like Back to the Future on crack, almost. Um, <laughs> Shrooms. The Orville. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think that's a great example. Ooh. I mean, that's what it's. It's absolutely. I mean, I don't even know if I want to say it's absolutely a spoof of Star Trek. It, I mean, that's what spoof. Seth MacFarlane put it as, but it's also like a 
love letter but to it, Star Trek. Yeah, it's, it's Star Trek in Seth MacFarlane's humor, but it grew into its own thing. Exactly I haven't watched it. much of this last season, but I've heard it's like it's become like a thing. Like, like it's a, no longer more of a homage. It's <laughs> yeah, it's homage. It's definitely an homage, but I mean the the first. The first few times I watched it, it's certainly just a parody of spo- and spoof of Star Trek, specifically the Next Generation. Right. But again, I think it became its own thing, which is cool when that happens. Austin Powers is another great example of something that was like a spoof or a parody of Bond or any of these spy movies that kind of became its own thing, and 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 I'd love that. Speaking of that, segue, Austin Powers. Where does that fall into spoof parody? Started off as a spoof and then kind of grew into its own thing. I love when things. I would grow like to suggest own. that yeah. you pay better attention. What happened in the future? <laughs> was that um, <laughs> exactly? Come uh, again? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously was it's like a James Bond, you know, thing, but it certainly became its own thing and oh, it's yeah. a cultural phenomenon. And once you have Beyonce just, as like your co-star, oh, they had quite a few though, right? Beyonce and then dude, um, it went even super meta. Got um, what's her name? Roller skates from porn movie. Uh, uh, Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Ooh, Heather Graham. And who, the, she was in the second one, and then who was in the first one? Oh, oh Elizabeth Vanessa. Hurley. Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Hurley. Jesus yeah. fucking really Christ. bedazzled. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And you know, <laughs> and the sequel, icons like Mini Me and uh, <laughs> Mike Myers playing the Scottish guy. You know, get in my belly. <laughs> no, Austin awesome Powers definitely has some classic characters. Those movies. I mean, that was like the age where, like, you know, you just every. You quoted movies constantly, and it's Mike, like Austin Powers, is one of those things. Like, every time I ate, ate anything, get in my belly. Like, yeah, <laughs> I saw an advertisement for uh, whatever car company, and like Doctor Evil and Seth Green, like we're back on it and everything. Like, and um, um, oh shit, who played number two? But the young version number two, really sexy guy. He's on Parks and Rec. Oh, Fuck. he's very sexy. I don't remember. Anyways, um, he's in like a fire engine company series right now. Maybe. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know there was, know there was a, a lot of Chicago stuff. 4, 5, 7 or shit like that. I don't know. I don't, Rob, I don't, watch, I don't watch enough. Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe. Rob yeah. Lowe. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah. I don't watch enough like network TV. I'm, I'm always curious. Like, what's what's the current fire and what's the current cop one? Like, there's always a fire and a cop. <laughs> Me right? neither, but like we travel to other people's houses and they'll be watching TV. I'm like, holy shit, that still exists. Like network TV. And you'll see a commercial for it. I'm like, oh shit, that's what he's doing nowadays. Yeah. But Austin Powers also did like an in-movie thing where they cr- it had a movie about Austin Powers, and Austin Powers was then played by Tom Cruise. <laughs> it was amazing. I love how Tom much Cruise could do anything. Goddamn it! I love how much Tom Cruise is willing to like show up and just do those things. I love Tom like, he's Cruise. The last Tropic Thunder. Tropic yeah, Thunder was another one. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like the last action star, right? Like it's fucking Tom Cruise. Okay, okay, but okay. he'll be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll go do your shit." But is whatever. That a, is, is that more more of a spoof off of like actors themselves? Where, yeah, where does that land? What, Tropic Thunder? Yeah, because it's not yeah. a spoof of any particular genre. No. I mean, maybe it's a spoof of like the 60s. Of like Vietnam. Hollywood Apocalypse Now yeah. or something like that. But it's about, it's not about the movie. It's about the actors making the movie in the movie. So where does that land? A spoof How, on Hollywood? Huh? <laughs> I don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. Hold on. Turn your keys, sir. I've been waiting for that so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> turn your key. 
Oh, no, that was fucking perfect, though. That was a perfect <laughs> impression. I, I fucking love it. Nicely done. Uh, but, but okay, answer my fucking question. Where does it fall? Where does it fall? Under. I don't know if it would. Just comedy, right? That word that we're looking for. Uh, that meta, thing. Meta comedy? That thing. So, like, to veer away a little bit from the movies, uh, I want to give, like, an honorable, honorable, honorable mention to something that also formed my dysfunctional comedic brain. Uh, Matt TV, not SNL, but Matt TV mm-hmm. would usually do a lot of like parody and spoofs of, you know, whatever current movies and shows that were going on. I mean, fuck, they had like <laughs> Will Sasso playing Steven Seagal, who was like talking to the real David Carradine. <laughs> trying to snap his neck. Oh, man, I hope this isn't fake because I just saw it. Steven Seagal had a album. <laughs> where he used a Jamaican voice. Oh dear lord! I hope and like not. the first line was something about the punani. Yeah, he's oh. he's a fascinating person. Yeah, there are only bad stories about him. Yes, in the but greatest ways. <laughs> he had. I mean, I <laughs> Steven Seagal. There was apparently though some move that he mastered, and then like people from all over the MMA world. We're like traveling to learn some fucking kick or something. Bullshit. I don't know. I, I saw it once where it was just like, yeah, I got to go learn this this fucking kick from Steven Seagal. All I know about him, other than his like fucking sissy run, is that he didn't know jack shit about kung fu. Yeah, and he was in <laughs> Under Siege, which is again one of those movies that I watched just for the fucking. Oh my god! Naked girl popping Thank out of the you. cake. Yeah, Thank you. Ellen. Uh, <laughs> Ellen something. Yeah, I forget, I forget her last name. I, Alan Titties. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that 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 was just a thing of that time period, and it was um, sexist or whatever. Yes. And it it was that fan service, but oh. there was something about just that time period as a young man, a young boy of just like I'm going to watch this action movie, and I know full well there's going to be that like three second titty clip. And, and 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 I hate admitting it, but it's like, yeah, thirteen year old boy, I loved it. So going back to funny spoof movies, Airplane had I saw you biting at the bit. You want to take it? Oh, God he, he damn, it. those beautiful seventies, eighties jiggly bits. And it was random. I mean, I, yeah, again, I feel awkward just talking about titty scenes. I mean, that, maybe I that's a whole episode. My God, let's talk um, about them. Uh, they look to be like about a full D. <laughs> Uh, the left one is a little bit more asymmetrical than the right one. <laughs> there was a scene in Airplane, which again is a Leslie Nielsen movie. I don't know if it was really spoofing I, anything. I, wonder, I, I think it's safe to say that that might be his first spoof or parody movie. What was it spoofing, though? Was there a lot of Airplane Great movies question. at that time? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the yeah. 70s and 80s were like a very weird time. There was like, you know, St. Elmo's Fire and whatever the fuck else. But I like, do feel like that time period in movies was just like, I don't know, what what exists? Truck drivers? Okay, we can do a truck driver <laughs> yeah, movie. There really was, what else yeah. exists? Chess players? We can do a chess. I don't Was there chess? Arm wrestling? We can do an arm wrestling movie. I mean. That was <laughs> in the 80s, right? Over the top, yeah. Over the top, yeah. I mean, we had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as a pilot, a co-pilot, so yeah. that was cool. But in one of the random panic, like nobody panicked, everyone was panicking, of course. And then just a girl popped out in front and just. We had some like prepubescent kids uh, talking about, like, I like my coffee, how I like my men. <laughs> it was really weird. It was a really weird time. <laughs> really weird time. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Oh, man. 
I don't know. I feel like we can go on and on. I don't know if we, did we cover anything? We talked about some stuff. <laughs> Sorry, my my personal favorite though is fucking Julie Haggerty. Julie Haggerty, if you don't know, uh, you probably know her in uh, What About Bob? But she is like the stewardess in Airplane, and she's this very like mild mannered and very like soft spoken, like meek. Is that the word? Very meek. Yeah, yeah. And and she like <laughs> partakes in the conversation of like, oh, I speak jive. Yeah. There's certain humor that doesn't work in movies nowadays. You know, that's like what's like, as far as like Mel, going back to the whole Mel Brooks pool, is like, dude, there's some shit you can't do or say now unless you're like Quentin Tarantino and have like Sam Jackson backing you. You know what I mean? There was a time where humor was exactly that. It was just pure comedy. You could take the power away from these, these serious topics Man, it, it just, it ain't the same. I think that's why parody and spoof movies just don't work nowadays. I don't, I don't want to get into a long conversation about this, but I think part of it is because as opposed to back then, now we live in a world with a lot of data and I think we have a greater knowledge of what damage can be caused by even a joke. Mm. And and yeah, maybe there's some overcorrection to it, but I think we recognize the influence that a movie can have and something. And we've talked about this where like, you know, when you go into a comedy show or, or watching a movie, you sign up for what, what's going to happen. Up, you sign up for what's going, but maybe not everyone does. And I think that's the fear of, of making some, some jokes that could be, and I don't want to use the word offensive because that's been so like demonized, but I think there's a fear that jokes can normalize thoughts that could lead to violence. And we have the data now that supports that, that they didn't in the past. And I think there's just, there's just a, a, a fear of contributing to violence that I think that movie makers and book writers and everyone has where even though it could be a funny, funny, funny joke, but if it can normalize thoughts to someone that could then turn that into violence, I don't think people want to be a part of it. And it sucks for the rest of us that are yeah. normal and sane that just recognize a joke's a joke. And I, it, it absolutely sucks. I will say, and I mean, it's going down like a darker route, especially since we're talking about like spoofs and comedies and stuff like that. But like, since you brought it up, I have to disagree with you. So I don't think that the creator should hold responsibility for like what the fucking, you said it yourself, like all the rest of us same people can enjoy this. I'm not saying they should be held responsible, but I think that it, they're second guessing themselves. Mm, I get you. I feel you. And then there's some that don't, you know, and then you have like uh, little establishments like the, you know, the comedy mothership that Joe Rogan has created. And it's like, we all know this is a safe realm where like comedy can live at its purest, whatever the fuck that means. Using the hard R's, using the hard F's. Don't think it. No. Don't think it, Doug. No. There goes your meter. Not a fan. <laughs> but I, I, I yeah, I, it's, uh, man, parodies and spoofs they hold a very dear place in my heart i unfortunately don't think that any newer ones can come out that will hit that'll scratch that itch that the older ones did you know uh i don't know exactly when that cutoff was but it it happened it, it happened somewhere uh and it may not have been as 
do you think it's actually a time thing or just you've gotten older? No, because I can go. I can go back to all, all of the aforementioned movies and still enjoy those jokes and that comedy because I can then live in the the. I can view those jokes in the perspective that it was is meant to be in, which is like the seventies, eighties, nineties, early two thousands. But I guess what I mean by that, I think just our expectations of movie making in general has just changed. I think going back like Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, that grounded superhero mm-hmm. movies. So now every superhero that gets Good made point. has yep. to be grounded. Apatow changed comedies. Like it just we we just expect so much more. And so maybe maybe the parody or the spoof movie just doesn't exist in theaters, but we have so many streaming options, maybe it can pop up in that. But then you're competing with you're competing with so much and and and, and us as an audience, are we going to actually click like, oh, this one is spoofing this other random? Movie. And maybe that's also the thing is that there's so many movies that come out constantly that maybe none of them are worth spoofing. Honestly, Oppenheimer, right? I can see someone if Oppenheimer came out in the 80s or 90s, someone would spoof it. <laughs> yeah. And and I kind of wish someone would spoof it at this point because it's, it's probably the most serious it's it's such a serious movie. It deserves a spoof, but we've had all we've had in the past years are just superhero movies and Star Wars movies that nothing's worth spoofing. So, okay, go ahead. I think I think that spoofs do exist, but they don't exist in feature films directed by Mel Brooks anymore. I think that they exist on SNL. I think they exist on if Matt TV were to still exist, but but. Bringing it into the contemporary realm, I think they exist on TikToks and Instagrams where people are making their own thing. They're making their yeah, own YouTube forms video. of comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, where, where, you know, the unfortunate part is now YouTube and, and TikTok and Instagram will now flag and pull those things down. So, you know, it's starting, it's this, starting to become a failing thing. There's a YouTube channel I, I love, Viva La Dirt, that just spoofs um, video games, spoofs mm. World of Warcraft, spoofs... Uh, PUBG and stuff all the time. So they do still exist. It's just a different media. To me, it feels like we hit a point somewhere in like the early 2000s where it was like there was such a rush to cash in on on the spoof movies, yeah. on, the, on the parodies that it just, they started churning them out and churning them out and churning them out. And you the, saw that long list of like yeah, bullshit movies? The fu- and the quality just went into the into the toilet. Like there's, there's funny silly, there's smart silly, and then there's just dumb yeah. Dumb silly. So I think that falls into like just regular Hollywood where you have that one movie that like yeah. that like changes the whole genre and then everyone else goes, We gotta do that. Yeah, and like let's let's rush to to push out, you know, as much they content just as we chase can. The cash cow because yeah. it's one of those things where they uh it is a recipe that's in Hollywood when something uh sparks and it does do good in the theater, you see a lot of uh other studios start to try to come out with something similar. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, for example, um, they had the movie with, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the White House Down or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they had the Jamie Foxx and Shannon Tatum movie. White House Down. I don't know. They were, they were the like same the, movie. It was like the Eagle, Eagle's Fallen movies and then the, the White House Down. Yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. They there's had a like whole the series Gerard with Gerard Butler. Butler. Yeah. They had the Gerard Butler one and then they had the the Shannon Tatum and I, I believe it was Jamie Foxx movie. Look that and one it's up. 
and it's just one of those things that that you you see that a lot in in Hollywood. You know, you you have a banger, and then other studios try to follow suit, just like what's going on right now with the superhero genre. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I was gonna, they're, say, I was they're, gonna say they're taking it, but they're I feel like now they're running it into the ground because you know they're 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 trying to push these things out quick. And even with the quality and the story, and they just expect people to just go, and they're gonna automatically make a billion dollars. It's just that's not sorry. the case. And it's just like it's just like that. I think you, we hit a fatigue point where you don't want to see those movies anymore. Mm-hmm. You you want to see different stories, and I think we hit that point, and we've moved off of those for now. And maybe like it, like things do, it'll come back around. I think yeah. I hope so. I really do. But and then. But you put that hand in hand with the the PC culture uh, and our not our tendency, but people's tendency to overcorrect so that you can't touch anything because everything is potentially offensive to someone. Right. So I think there's there's probably gonna take some time for that to, to equal out. But I, I think you could make a spoofer a parody without that kind of quote unquote offensive comedy. You, I, it wasn't always can. I mean like men in tights wasn't I mean, I guess it was the whole Men in tights, I guess, would probably be considered anti-LGBTQ plus. Uh, That's exactly comedy it. now, but it was never direct. I, I, I feel like I mean, comedy exists. Comedy exists without offensiveness, and I think, I think we just haven't seen the parody movies in a while because there's nothing to parody. It's all superhero movies right now. And we've already had the parody of it. But I think that the parody, like the level, the caliber of like parody and spoofs, exist, but. It has to come from somebody who's doing it cleverly, like at the level mm-hmm. that Mel Brooks was doing it. It's it's you know it's it's going to take someone who who does it at that high level that brings in the money, and then we'll start seeing the, yeah. the slew of, of movies again. Because I think. wit is shit, and funny is money. The bigger thing that I think no one will accept is the st- stupidity of some of those movies. <laughs> Which I mean, it was it's great stupidity, but I mean, some of the humor in those Leslie. Nielsen movies was like literally playing with the idea of sets of like walking in front of a <laughs> fake wall. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff that I don't know if today's audience is ready for or, well, or not ready for, but like will accept. So I think, I think the idea of the comedy would have to change a little bit, but I think we could still, I think we could still spoof again, something like Oppenheimer something like one of these serious movies. We could still spoof it without even approaching that realm of like, is this offensive? Is this not offensive? I just, I just don't know if we can do the stupidity quite as much. So as far as like the stupidity, like it's, it's how you deliver said stupidity and Mel Brooks did it in a very like vaudevillian way that it just doesn't translate nowadays. And again, I, 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 you know, implore uh, listeners and you guys uh, to, to watch um, A History of the World Part 2 and tell me what you think because it's exactly what like Mel Brooks would have done back then it's just now and with like actors and comedians that we know and it and it just does it just for whatever reason like doesn't work yeah I don't have you guys seen it um, the fucking Hunchback movie that they just did Quasi no oh with the 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 Broken Lizard Yeah, team. Broken Lizard. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's but that's a parody, right? Broken Lizard Club. But that, that's another one. great... Broken Lizard is another like funny one. But I need to watch Quasi, because that's certainly like a parody of the Hunchback of Notre Dame thing. And I'd, I'd be curious how much of that is like 
can they pull it off in the modern world? Because it seems, it seems, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ripe, ripe for uh, just wrong humor. Well, speaking of like the Broken Lizard <laughs> well, Club, like they're that- taking a big swing at religion, so <laughs> yeah, like from Which, the trailer, look, I'm fine. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Broken Lizard is five legs. The fucking smutly laugh. It's smutly, not smutly. I mean, fucking dirty, smarted motherfucker. Smutly. The triple X version of the dog. We didn't even touch on Super Troopers. My God. And Police Academy. So. Oh, my God. The Police Academy movies. With that, I mean. Classic comedies, though. I don't know. Yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a spoof. So, like, you mentioned Broken Lizard Club, and, like, that's another one that, that also, like, they have their own close-knit group, like like the way Adam Sandler does, and they do parody stuff, like, what is it, uh, Club Dread, uh, you know, parodies, or spoofs. Uh, beer Fest? S- slasher films, Beer Fest. Um, fuck, there's another one. It's not Broken Lizard, but uh, Harry and Kumar sort of play off, like, the whole, like, Cheech and Chong, like, stoner movie, things like Stuff like that, where they they reference certain things, they play along that same genre, but they make it their own thing, and that's exactly what a spoof. In my opinion, that's what a spoof or a parody movie should be: is where they they reference some stuff, but they ultimately make it their own thing. Absolutely. But that's where like that whole when you were really when you were mentioning like that list of like bullshit movies that were coming out, mm-hmm. you know, like like the probably the only one that I saw after like the scary movies were was um superhero superhero movie. And it it was funny because it referenced some of the superhero movies at the time, but it then had too many references, like pop current pop culture references at the time. It just doesn't work, and so it fell off on that aspect, but there's some parts of the movie that worked. I've never seen Meet the Spartans. I've never seen Date Movie. I've never seen... I mean, you name it. Oh, I've seen Not Another Team Movie. I think we've all seen that I one. I was going to say, what's what's almost funny about it is that they were making commentary as to what you were saying, where Hollywood, oh, people like these movies. We're going to make a bunch of them. So we're going to make a bunch of teen movies. And then the spoof people were like, all right, we're going to make not another teen movie making fun of it. But then eventually we had too many spoof movies making fun of Hollywood's. Yeah, oversaturation. Oversaturation. And then we got an oversaturation of the comedy, the parody of oversaturation. And then we and then we had the shift. I, I think I think ultimately we just had the shift of where movies had to be these down to earth, down grounded things. And yeah, they shift into all that stuff. Like, you know, what was mentioned, the horror genre. That was a big, you know, spoof, uh, whatever you want to say, spoof or parody. But it was a big thing at a time because you had all these horror movies that were coming out, you know, uh, like the Paranormal Activity. uh, You had the, what was it, the Scream movies. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. All those those teen kind of horror movies. And it was just (laughs) Hollywood once again, you know, seeing that. That's the thing that's happening. You know, those are the movies that's coming out. So we're going to make a parody of those. So you yeah. just had a, you know, a whole saturated uh, movie of all the horror genres. I have a, a movie for your list, Isaac. 30 yeah. Nights of Paranormal Activity with the Devil Inside the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Text me that one. I'm not writing that shit down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, and you know what? Okay, I'm gonna, I love it. Let's just, I'm going to put it in with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put a button on that one, you guys. Oh, uh, shit. Put a butt plug in it. Oh, fucking <laughs> die! Put a plug in that right there. 
Hold if on. it exists, there's a porn of it somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to plug in that. Okay, <laughs> and that's as good a butt as any. God, I'm still new at it. So uh, check us out on uh, all the, the social medias, on Instagram, on TikTok, at The Hype Attack. Yeah, keep the conversation going. Spoofs and parodies. I mean, like we brought up a lot of questions that I don't know if we came to a consensus. What are we laughing about? I don't know if we came to a consensus about uh, like can they exist today? I don't know. We'll put we'll make a post and then you guys can uh, comment on it. Yeah, we'll ask DMs. you guys. Yeah, we have can it exist today? Yeah. Or what what movie or genre would you like to see a spoof about? Ah, there we go. One. That's a good one. And let us know some of your uh, favorite spoof. Parody movies. Oh, please do, yeah. Yeah. Any last words? No. <laughs> no, we're done. <laughs> Fuck my ever. Tawabunga. Hey guys, check us out next Friday. Same high time. Same, Same high channel. Hi, Patak. Where are the white women at? <laughs>